8.48. Now, you've probably never actually ordered a Mick penicillin, but um, McDonald's has said it will be reducing the use of antibiotics in its beef supply. That's, on the surface, I'm sure, good news, but we need to think about how much that reduction is going to be by and will it be enough to make a difference and, and why that's so important in the first place. Mark Zastro, science journalist, is here to explain. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Before we get to that story on antibiotics in our meat, let's start with a controversy close to home with KAIST, Korea's top technical university, often the MIT of Korea is considered. In recent weeks, its president's been under a cloud of scandal, the government saying he committed embezzlement in his previous job. That's right. This controversy has been brewing now for several several weeks, and it all came to a head last week. Uh, The allegations were first revealed late last month. They came from the science ministry, which alleged that the president of KAIST, Shin Sung-chol, had committed embezzlement in his previous job when he was the president of DGIST, the technical university in Tegu. And they said that Shin had approved payments from DGIST totaling over 2 billion won to Lawrence Berkeley National Lab in California to use one of their facilities. It's a powerful X-ray microscope. And furthermore, uh, according to the ministry, a large chunk of the money paid the salary of a Berkeley project scientist who used to be one of Shin's students, which the ministry said was evidence of embezzlement. And so they asked Kite's board of trustees to suspend him from his position at a board meeting on Friday. But this put scientists at Keist and all around the country into a state of uproar, saying the government was interfering in scientific affairs, and eventually the board declined to approve the ministry's request deferring that possible suspension to a later board meeting. So this really turned into a, into a power struggle between the government against the scientific community. Why were scientists rallying behind him? Right. So basically every scientist that I talked to said that the ministry had not produced enough evidence to support their claim. Now, the ministry was saying that these payments were illegal and unnecessary because the equipment was owned by Berkeley, so they could have, it could have been used for free. Now, that's true, but usually that only happens if you go through the intense competition to win time, if you submit a proposal and you win time on a facility like that, or uh, if, if you are awarded time like that, it's usually only for a week or so. So what's very common is for facilities to pay these facility fees in international collaborations. Uh, It's a point that Berkeley also made in a letter to the ministry. They said they had over 25 collaborations like this where international partners contributed money to the partnership. So both Berkeley Lab and Shin deny that there was any sort of under-the-table deal or any favoritism shown towards hiring Shin's student. Now, an online petition that was announced on Tuesday uh, got over 800 signatures from South Korean researchers, uh, slamming the ministry's lack of respect and understanding of how international institutions collaborate. Now, beyond just a botched investigation, many scientists see this, don't they, as part of an ongoing political purge by the science ministry. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So suspicions have really been swirling that this investigation is, in fact, politically motivated ever since uh, it was first reported. And that's in part because South Korea's government plays a major role in selecting candidates to lead public universities. So Shin Sung-chol was hired in February 2017 under the conservative Park Geun-hye administration. 
Now, also, uh, this comes against a backdrop where since Moon Jae-in came into power, the heads of 11 public science organizations and institutes have resigned and been replaced, sometimes with people with connections to the late Nomo Hyun's administration. So many scientists say that this looks like an attempt to rid public research institutions of Pakanae's appointees. Now, we should say these kinds of forced resignations, they are common in this country during transfers of power. But scientists have always been critical of this practice because it leads to uh, you know, a lack of stability in research policy. So many, say, many scientists say the bigger picture is that this is bigger than left or right. Uh, what needs to happen is for public universities like KAIST to be able to hire their own presidents independent of the government. Now moving on to another quite literally meaty topic. McDonald's announcing it's going to reduce its use of antibiotics in its beef supply. It's news that is being welcomed by environmentalists and public health experts. That's right. Last Wednesday, the fast food chain announced a new policy on what it will require from its beef suppliers when it comes to how much antibiotics they give their cattle. And uh, this is an issue that a lot of people care about all over the world. Uh, The goal here, of course, isn't necessarily to make the beef healthier uh, because if they're administered correctly, you're not consuming these antibiotics when you eat the beef. It's already out of the their system by the time the animals are slaughtered. The concern is that overusing antibiotics can contribute to the development of superbugs, bacteria that can resist the antibiotics, these drug-resistant superbugs that we hear so much about. And once those are out spreading in the world, they can eventually infect us. So according to McDonald's announcement, they are going to ask their suppliers in the 10 nations that supply the most beef to them to curb their use of antibiotics by 2020. And that covers about 85% of their global beef supply chain. I searched a little bit about this and, you know, there was a story recently, the discoverer of penicillin, Sir Alexander Fleming, knew about the threat of antibiotic resistance mm, mm-hmm. back in the 1930s. That's according to a, a former student of his, William Franklin, at the age now of 106, or he was when this story was out earlier this month. And uh, it, it's also known that, for example, in, in 1945, uh, certainly in the 1940s, uh, Sir Alexander Fleming said that the unnecessary use of antibiotics was the main danger to the public and death of man. So there have been concerns for a long time that we've ignored. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that's also disheartening is it's not just about trying to protect the livestock from ill health. It's also to fatten them up, isn't it? That's right. The antibiotics, obviously, they are, can be used to prevent illness in cattle, but they are also often given to them by farmers in order to promote growth. They do help animals grow faster. And so in their new policy, McDonald's is saying that they will no longer accept that. They, they can't eliminate the use of biotics entirely, but they want their suppliers to only be using antibiotics antibiotics on their animals to actually treat disease. Uh, The thing is, is that it's kind of a a slippery slope because the best way to treat disease is to prevent disease. So even if you're just trying to keep your herd healthy, you know, it's easy to err on the side of caution and just keep giving them uh, antibiotics to prevent them from getting sick. And so that's where McDonald's is trying to encourage their farmers to start reducing what they use. It would be nice, wouldn't it, though, just to say we're going to just have antibiotic-free meat. 
it would be. The problem is that with uh, with beef, it's actually much more difficult to do. We already have that with chicken. McDonald's has already actually instituted antibiotic-free chicken in its supply chain. But because cattle live so much longer, they're much more susceptible to getting sick. And so that's, so that's why farmers say that they, they need to keep using some level yeah. of antibiotics. Hard to regulate, I guess, a law like you can only use antibiotics where necessary because mm-hmm. who judges the necessary part right exactly at every farm around the world but anyway mcdonald's uh, raising the issue at least even if it is a publicity right stunt and they have so much kind. influence over the global supply chain that uh, environmental activists hope it will make a difference Mark Zastro, thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. And thanks for running out our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05.